podcast? You can now find us on Patreon at The Lunapod, where you can show your support for the podcast for only $1 a month. Or for a little bit more, you can get early access and bonus episodes, contribute to our podcast segments, and receive exclusive video content as we film our reactions, reviews, and discover new K-pop groups. Head over to Patreon now to join the community. We can't wait to chat with you. There is no amount of grass that can convince me I don't have 10 boyfriends. Hi, welcome to the Luna Pod, where we talk all things K-pop. I'm Brooke. And I'm Raquel. And today is going to be a chaos chapter that we've been waiting to do for a long time. We've been talking about it for so long. I'm so excited that we're finally here. This episode is about delusionally dating idols. In small disclaimer, this is delusionally dating male idols, we are honestly just kind of entering our girl group era at the moment. So maybe we'll do a delusionally dating female idols in the future when we're a little more solid in some groups. So stay tuned for some girl group deep dives. We'll definitely be doing video reactions on Patreon and detailed podcast episodes. Today, we'll be joking back and forth about a lot of things. So please don't take this as a serious episode. We're just fangirling. We're having fun. This is called delusionally dating. We're very aware of that. Basically, take this as seriously as you would a crush on a fictional character. Some idols just ooze more boyfriend material than others, so we want to talk about it. But now that all of our disclaimers are over, let's get delusional. Okay, so I'll start out just for quick information because we decided to kind of test our compatibility with these idols based off our zodiac signs, MBTI, and our anagram. So for me, I'm 25, I'm a Sagittarius, ISTJ, and type 3, questionably 1. Because we retook the test. Yeah, I feel like it kind of changes around and we both had like high levels in different numbers. So I don't know. So I did my research before I retook it. So mine's going off type three. So my first delusional boyfriend is Changbin of Stray Kids, 24, a Leo. He's ESFP and he's seven with eight for his anagram. He's just 100% my type. I'm so in love with this man. If you've listened to any of our podcast <laughs> episodes, you are well aware. Yes. I really don't have much to say on my reasoning. I just genuinely don't. As our most trusted source of information, K-Profiles, they said his type was someone he can laugh with. And hi, I'm here. I'm laughing nonstop. I love to laugh. You're hilarious too. You've got Thank great you. bits. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it would. it's a match made in heaven. Again, delusional. But yeah, I'm 100% delusional for this man. It's written in the stars. It's written in our blood. Yada, yada. We'll get to that in a second. My second choice. Pretend we're on The Bachelor. No, Bachelorette because we're yes. the main girl. Okay? Yeah. So pretend we're on The Bachelorette. My next contestant, contestant <laughs> is Juhan from Monster X. He's 28. He's a Libra. His MBTI is ENFP and anagram is seven with six. He is the perfect amount of goofy that I find attractive. Just like his natural duality, I guess, is just, it's so nice. Like his cuteness and goofiness in contrast of his visuals and body type, I'm obsessed. It's everything I could ever want and ask for. And I know I spoke with this man differently in Dancing with Monster X episode. That was a whole separate deal. Like, y'all gotta take that out of context. (laughs) Yeah. But he's such a comforting, loving person. And just the softness he has, again, like, with the contrast of the sexiness, crazy. And I'm addicted to it. And I took a, again, K-Profiles, hi. I took the Who Is Your Monster X Boyfriend quiz on there. And it chose him. So it's confirmed. Okay, first of all, I didn't know they had quizzes on there. I don't don't know if it was linked necessarily in the bottom or maybe it was on the side. Ooh. I don't know. But yeah, if a quiz says it, it's fact. Right? I I agree. My next contestant, I'm like really rolling with his bachelorette. Oh, I have roses to give out in the end. Get ready. Next is Matthew from Zero Base One. He is 21. He's a Gemini, ENFJ, and question mark on the anagram. I don't think the group has really officially taken that test yet, you know? Yeah. And this is so embarrassing, but I'm being real with you guys. (laughs) this is so embarrassing but i'm gonna be really (laughs) so (laughs) this is so embarrassing but whatever this is fine i need to tell the world i don't remember what photo it is if i can find it i'll like post Post it it. story maybe yeah i'll post it on our story once this episode comes out because one photo that i saw that came out i literally got butterflies it was so embarrassing like physically I, you know, I butterflies it. in my stomach when I saw this photo of Matthew. I'm like, 
ew not ew like i was like he's so cute and i it was the fact that you got butterflies yes i'm like i don't know this man right never seen him a day in my life well and i remember you told me when this happened and we had this whole discussion on how like i know i have a true crush if they give me genuine butterflies and so we were kind of joking about it i'm I'm like like, wow that's a genuine crush i'm like isn't that like sad (laughs) like (laughs) listen it's all part of the delusion world we're living happily in it okay delusion hits too hard it really did i need a grass <laughs> asap because i just i don't know like i've never i've genuinely i stand a lot of people and i don't think i've ever had butterflies looking at a photo of someone and that's like saying a lot because i oh my gosh okay baby rover our cat just sprinted across the floor with his little shrimp <laughs> so if you heard him scurrying sorry anywho I feel like that's saying a lot because I've been in different fandoms all the time. And so for him to do this to me, wild. Yeah. But I just, I feel like when we first got into them, I was like very confused at first and had like three people. And then whenever I realized it hit so hard and I just latched onto him as my bias so quickly. I'm pretty sure you had three or four different phone screens of him. Like oh, phone screensavers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's And listen, for you, that's like a big deal. That's like, a big deal. Because I usually yeah. kind of have like a wallpaper for like each bias kind of situation. But I had like three of him and I couldn't choose love them a very strong bias and i'm sure as time goes on it's only gonna get worse i don't need to hear that i don't (laughs) i can't handle this okay next is johnny from nct you not me goofy smiling right now he's 28 an aquarius his mbti is entp and his anagram is seven with six you have a lot of sevens in your anagram i'm just noticing i do interesting okay well i mean we'll get to it in a minute yeah so he just makes everyone comfortable and he's very easygoing and just honestly so hilarious. I mean, I feel like most people are kind of familiar with NCT, but if you're not like as familiar with the members themselves or like what they do, if that makes sense. What I'm referencing is Johnny's Communication Center. Just what you get from him and like just his energy yeah, and personality is so, so addicting and amazing. Mm-hmm. And he's just a very genuine idol and I feel well, like you can I know see he, that. Yeah, for sure. And like, I feel like we've said this many times. He just is the epitome of a perfect boyfriend he is and again full delusion here he's very much the friends to lovers fanfic trope <gasps> I love that, that fits him so well yeah but he's just overall too endearing not to fall for facts my next one is ito from one us he's 26 a leo he's isfp and again like question mark for the anagram i think this is your first i in your mbti he is interesting okay because you're also an I, so I was yeah. curious how many of those we would have here. And he's just kind of someone I'd feel very comfortable with. It's interesting because, like, when I look at my little lineup of my bachelors here, his vibe, aura, whatever you want to call it, is so different from everyone else. It's very true. Very yeah. different. And it's just interesting that that's kind of my takeaway with him is, like, he would kind of make me feel comfortable. Well, yeah, because, like, when I think of Ido... And I think of you, like, you're very, like, compatible in a similar way yeah. versus as, like, a, an opposing like a, way. Yeah, yeah, He's just that silent, shy, loving type, and I just kind of find that attractive. And my last contestant on my show that I'm making is DK from Seventeen. He's 26, Aquarius. His MBTI is ESFP, and he is 7 with 8 for his anagram. Another 7. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing a theme. <laughs> he just gives a romantic feeling like sir please let me walk around cute streets with you holding your hand that's adorable that that's is what so i him. want yeah. it is it would feel like a very mature grown-up couple but with the perfect amount of goofiness i can totally see that yeah right? especially like with you specifically right hello you delusion feeding world, into my yes. delusion no i get it <laughs> He's just a happy pill and I just smile a lot even looking at him and he's also husband material so he kind of gets an extra little bonus point for that. That's a whole other category so yeah that's a bonus point for sure. So we're going to jump back and go over in a little bit more detail about the Zodiac compatibility, MBTI, and Enneagram, all of that. But we're going to jump over into my Bachelor contestants really quick. First first off, I am 23 years old. My Zodiac sign is Pisces. My MBTI is ENFP, but also ENFJ. I swear it changes mm-hmm. back and forth every time I take it. Fun little fact, my MBTI is very much like split in the middle on almost every letter, but this is like the slightly more leaning towards version. And then my Enneagram type is 
all <laughs> over the place. I quite literally had very high ratings in three different numbers, two, seven, and nine. So I put all of them here because they were quite literally like equal. It didn't give a percentage. So we kind of had to base it off what it looked like was the high. So it's kind of yeah. hard to tell. And I think maybe two was slightly bigger. But I again, so. I feel like my personality, I feel like is really hard to take these types of tests because it changes a lot. She's so, so, she's so quirky. So quirky. Oh my God. <laughs> Does that make me a really fun bachelorette? <laughs> Should that be my like persona going in? <laughs> the quirky one. Ew, that makes me want to gag. <laughs> it's so gross. <laughs> so first in my contestant lineup is going to be Songhua from AT's. Honestly, we're not surprised here. It's the same thing with Changbin. You've yeah. heard us talk about these two forever. He's 25 years old in Aries. His MBTI is ENFJ. And his Enneagram is two with one. I would marry this man in a heartbeat. I just feel like we have a lot in common. And I feel like this whole relationship would just be overall very supportive, very much in tune with each other and like non-judgmental, which I love. And just very much like best friend vibes as well. And I feel like even though we get along super duper well, I feel like we would be able to bring out different sides of each other, which I personally really like in a relationship. Not God, you say not so delusional. Not you saying we get along very well as if you we know him. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. I mean in this Delulu land. Absolutely. <laughs> also, just again, we have said that this is delusional, but like we're actually kind of cringing at ourselves recording oh, we this. Are. We're having fun, but we're kind of cringing. Like but... as I just said that, it like reality <laughs> hit me of how delusional this is, and I'm like, oh my gosh. So yeah. Please don't judge us. No, we're just having fun here, we okay? Just have delusional crushes we do and we're playing pretend bachelorette so let us be <laughs> let us have our moment anyway i just feel like i would be constantly smiling with songhua every girlfriend bone in my body goes feral for this man <laughs> and i just feel like it would be that couple that's like always talking and bragging about one another and so i just kind of i kind of love that, <laughs> that idea next on my list is going to be miyavi he is from the last rock stars and skin now I know he's not technically an idol and he's also happily married with two children, but I adore <laughs> him to no end. So here we are. <laughs> he is 42 years old, a Virgo, ENFP, and Enneagram is three with four. I absolutely love this man's passion. And I also love his open-mindedness and he is just fully supportive of so many different things. He just feels like a very genuine and good person. And I also feel like this, again, I feel like I'm coming for his wife right now, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this pretend dating situation would just be very romantic and like supportive. He's just like the dream husband. And realistically, if I'm taking this delusion a step further, I can imagine such a normal and happy life with this man, like just a very content life. So honestly, just checks all the boxes. The next idol on my list is going to be Seiyun from Ace. He is 30 years old, a Taurus, INFP, and Enneagram is six with seven. I feel like we just have a really deep compatibility here. And he has such a calm energy and like tenderness that I really need and want if I were in a relationship. He's just very sensitive and sweet and he's shy, but he's also like very open to trying things. And I just like the idea of the sides of me that would be showcased with him. Cause like every person you're around is gonna bring out different sides of you. And like when I'm imagining this scenario, I just like who I would be with him. Next idol on my contestants list is going to be Yanga from Wei. He is 24, a Capricorn, INFP, and nine with one. I fell in love with this man the second I saw him, so he had to go on this list. And I just feel like I would have so much fun with Yanga. We would just never be bored. And I feel like it's high school sweetheart type of vibes. And just kind of like that relationship that people are jealous of. Like they're looking at you and you're like just constantly happy. Like it's like not a care in the world. And they're just like, oh my gosh, I want a relationship like that. That would be us. And I just feel like our confidence and shy dynamic would be everything. And I mean that because like there's parts of Yanga that he's very confident in and then very shy in and I'm the same way. So like the way those would work together yeah. would just be very, very fun. Last but not least on my list is going to be Xiaojun from Wavy. He is 24, a Leo, ENFP, and four with five. He is someone that I would just feel so comfortable with. I feel like there's a very good balance between being very like personable and fun. I just like love his specific sense of humor. It's not something I'm necessarily super drawn to. Like someone's sense of humor is not like a turning point for me, I guess. But anyway, I just feel like it would be a very endearing relationship. I would feel very cared for and like seen. I just feel like he puts his full attention onto anybody he is like talking to. And I feel like it would be like a storybook boyfriend. If you're just like thinking about the most ideal, like happily ever after thing, mm -hmm. this is him. And also, I'm not gonna lie. I feel like we would be a really like nice influencer couple. <laughs> 
like making videos and taking Cute. pictures and like yep yeah. so <laughs> that is kind of my lineup for this one i'll be waiting for the vlogs so jumping back into our breakdown with the zodiac compatibility and anagram everything personality starting with the zodiac compatibility basically i didn't really care nor look into what would be negative. Yeah, because that's not what we're here for. That's we're not here, what I'm here to for. see the best of the best. And yeah. some of the negative stuff came from maybe like lack of communication, but I know myself in a relationship and I don't allow that. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, because again, Zodiac <clears throat> stuff, it's like, it fits very well, strangely, yeah. but like, it doesn't necessarily mean you're only that way. Yeah, it's not a know? one fits all kind of exactly. situation. So like, they might say that, oh, you will struggle with this, but I know as me as a person, I would not struggle yeah. with that. So yeah. And like, Sagittarius can kind of just like, they get distracted easily with other things and they like, want to ditch something. Again, if I'm dating, it's not the case. It's not a casual yeah. thing for me. So I'm like, I'm here. I'm dedicated. Anywho, starting with my Leos, so Chungbin and Ido, it's very much like a passionate relationship, respect each other and have a sense of security with one another, which is very nice. And it's said to seem to have like the warmest, cuddly relationship. Oh, I see that so much for both Chungbin and Ido. T, my ex was a Leo. Oh. So like it made sense, but like we don't talk about him. But right. like, you know what I mean? Right. Oh, interesting. I Makes sense. Know that. Yeah. Mm. And people kind of say like Leos and Sagittarius inevitably fall in love. That's really cute. And I oh. I do love a Leo. I'm very just kind of drawn to Leos in general in any kind of relationship. Like I mentioned, ex, meh. But <laughs> my best friend from like middle school through like early college, she was a Leo. And we were just like, we, you could not separate us ever. And random but like my mom's a leo i know she's my oh, mom but we well, just mesh really like perfect yeah. it's so i love it i'm big on leos next i'll talk about my aquarius's 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 how do you say my that aquarius boys aquarius boys <laughs> my aquarius boys johnny and dk sagittarius and aquarius kind of have this strong attraction very productive relationship and they're able to communicate emotions without guilt or pressure it's just very natural and very open which again with johnny so and dk nice. i see it those too. are like again like that makes perfect sense yeah, it with really them. does and somebody made the point online that like they kind of seem like a same-sex friendship but this might be what the both partners need and i mean everyone's kind of saying like your boyfriend or your girlfriend they're your partner or whatever is your best friend and like duh but i have always 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 just wanted to have a guy that's a friend and we fall in love like that idea Sam, is so, so nice for me because it just feels natural you don't have like you already know the person so there's no stress of like worrying about meeting up with someone new and like all this thing well and it's like you're getting to know like almost a more real side of them because when yeah. you go straight off dating you're trying to impress the other person yeah. so like and so personally i some people might not like the fact that that's kind of the situation yeah I, I don't like being that. so much like so friends much more like friends because yeah, yeah people don't necessarily like that but I, I love it so they get points for that and then on to my libra Juhan. it's a really good match there's no pressure and there's enough room to grow with each other which is very nice as well I'm loving this whole no pressure thing with a bunch of these guys. Yeah, maybe that must come from your uh, Sagittarius side. Yeah. <laughs> and the two, Sagittarius and Libra, can feel very secure in each other's arms. And again, I already said like I would feel so comfortable with him. Mm -hmm. This makes perfect sense. It does. Of course, different sources can say different things. But one that I did see said that they are one of the most compatible couples as well. Ooh, which tea. is interesting. Okay, okay. See, all of this is going into consideration for our final rose. Yes. Who we're giving it to. We're, we're giving tallies. <laughs> My last one, Matthew, he's a Gemini. So no shade to the Geminis, but you know, they have stereotypes. They're not the Ever, most I mean, loved, all Zodiacs you know? do, but yeah. So whenever I found out he was a Gemini and then I was like attracted to a Gemini, I'm like, what does this mean for right. me? Oh my gosh. What is this? Just because, you know, everyone jokes about Geminis. Geminis, we love you. Yes. <laughs> no shade. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> And I'm a changed woman now. I might have to search for some Geminis because Ooh. they said the intimacy is cherished, very easy, open and no pressure. They complement each other, making a very just compatible, incredible couple. And the sweetest thing ever was someone said they don't find each other right away, but at some point they will. I'm oh, sorry. I need to go scouring the earth and go on like this cute romance movie so you can to find, find your my soulmate. Gemini in like... That's Italy or something, something romantic, you know what I mean? That reminds me of like one of my favorite things ever, the red string or the red thread theory. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's so romantic. I want a rom-com now. For real. Matthew. Matthew, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Actor era. 
And you just debuted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Another interesting point was the website that I was looking at, they kind of gave a percentage for like each little category, scoring different section of the compatibility between the two signs. And with Gemini and Sagittarius, a lot of them were very high out of at least the signs that I looked into due to the boys. His was the highest at 92% compatibility. Wow. Isn't that crazy? This feels a little bit fate. This is- Fate coded. <laughs> First I got butterflies. Now the internet, the World Wide Web's telling us we're 92%. The internet never was. <laughs> so she does not. if she says 92. Oh, another thing that I got 90% on, this is a derail, but it's important to note. I don't remember what the exact percentage is. It was like maybe 96% TikTok told me. Oh, the TikTok filter where you can put in your name? Yes. I put in Changbin and it gave me like 96%. Well, add so that TikTok, to our list. TikTok's always so. correct. Yeah. TikTok never lies. <laughs> <laughs> and then going into the personality, MBTI compatibility. Again, all my people are kind of opposite of me. But that's kind of what you look for in general. Yeah. So Starting off with Changbin and DK, they are ESFP. So their personality would kind of help me open up and step out of my comfort zone, whereas mine would help bring them down to earth, which so makes a, a lot of sense. Yes. Yeah. And it's very yin-yang. There's enough similarities for a strong connection and enough differences for there to be like a spark in like creativeness. Yeah, that can be like a balancing act to be completely mm -hmm. honest to like find the right amount of difference and similarity and the website that i was using they were kind of telling you the different types of connections that you can have with different personalities and this one was literally the soulmate compatibility Ooh. which is like the most powerful type you could have okay okay so taking big note of that okay got it got it now juhan is enfp complete opposite of you yeah, right complete opposite because i'm okay. istj his personality type, typically they look for a very authentic and emotional connection and needs to know a person on a deep level when getting into a relationship. And the energies balance each other out very well, which like obviously that makes sense with it they're... being completely yeah. <laughs> opposites. And there's just a lot of potential for deep, fulfilling and meaningful relationship there. They usually feel very safe together and have a unique ability to take care of each other. Again, I think that comes from the complete contrast that they have that unique ability to take care of each other because they look at things completely differently. Yeah, that's very true. Again, like you were saying all those things and I can absolutely see Honey like acting yeah. this way. Like, I, I don't know. That's just wild. And next is Matthew with ENFJ. The personality type typically wants a very authentic connection and love the fact that my personality type in that one shares like a love for organization and structure. Ooh. That was kind of a point with like some... I think personality types, again, I did not take note of it because I'm like, eh, whatever. Um, <laughs> we, we're not looking at the bad here. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a thing that stood out was like some of them, the organization skills are kind of different. So that might cause issues like on my end, which makes a lot of sense for me. But I love that there's a compatibility with that because that is such a big thing for me. Yeah. And typically ISTJ likes to have extroverts around them who are dynamic and kind of chatty. Yeah, something that works very well with your personality type. And how Changbin and DK were the soulmate compatibility. With Matthews, it's a growth compatibility, which offers opportunity to learn from each other's strengths and weaknesses, which is kind of nice. Again, a lot of growth. A really, a really good like balance with yeah. this one. And then Johnny, he is ENTP. Both of our types remain level-headed and are kind of just like the two most rational types. Again, this makes sense. Yes. <laughs> the dots, the personality dots are connecting. For real. Again, not that we know these people for real, but yeah. like, from like what based we off do like know. what you do know as a fan, mm -hmm. it checks out. It does. And then ENTP admires loyalty, practicality, and reliability of ISTJ. Whereas like ISTJ is very attracted to the quick wit and creativity and fun-loving nature of ENTP. So again, just like a good giving each balance. other good energy. Yeah. yeah. And both are very direct when communicating, which is appreciated from both parts. And there's just like no brushing things under the rug, which I just, I feel like, I love yeah. that so much. And it kind of makes sense with earlier how like with Aquarius, like they communicate about emotions without guilt or pressure. Like just the communication seems very good here. And last with Ito, he is ISFP. I was honestly nervous about right, compatibility with, like with an I. Introverts, Yeah. But I discovered that I do actually kind of like this idea because they both see each other for who they really are. And because they're both not seen as warm people usually, but once you look deeper into it, they kind of notice traits that others don't from the outside. Like somebody who might have like extrovert personality, they might not see like certain sides or like tenderness of an introvert. 
I guess. But when you're both introverts, you just kind of see that and there's like a deeper connection there. Yeah, I was just about And you thinking, see each other's warmth. Yeah. I was literally just so thinking about how, like, how sweet. deep that would be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so sweet. And they honestly just find each other fascinating and comforting, I guess, because of that slight similarity. And they just really respect each other's need to be alone, which is nice. That is I so nice. Yeah. love that. And yeah, they just connect on a very deep level and read each other in a way that few people can. So this is like poetic and beautiful to me. It, yeah, it is. It. It's like, wait a second. This is wait. working way too well. <laughs> I like this idea. And again, it's so funny because I feel like you go through each person and you're like, you can imagine how you would be and how that life would be like yeah. with that type. And you're like, hmm, these are all good options. But yeah. like, what do I like the most? You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, like, I know we're just being silly and, like, talking yeah. about idols. But, like, even within doing this research, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, not that I'm going to go on, like, speed dating and be like, what's your MBTI? Right. But if we're people learning. do that, like, it's kind of smart. Because, like, you know. I'm I mean, learning quite just, a bit. And, again, like yeah. we said, it doesn't necessarily, like, all fits one. Mm-hmm. But, like, they kind of scarily are accurate. Yeah. And it's kind of just nice. I feel like just knowing these kind of things, you almost get, like, a head start on, like, if you'd be You're compatible. Com- like, yeah. why? Like, if you kind of maybe, again, it's not an all- knowing thing Mm -hmm. but if you really just don't think it would work out with that kind of like personality type or whatever don't waste your time i mean like you can try it out but you know like or if like you have a very different communication style and you learn that from these tests then you can go into the relationship knowing how to communicate with that person and maybe all of your problems are suddenly fixed because now you understand how they think you know and segueing that into one of our favorite segments it's time for bm's tip of the week and yes we're talking about guidance so whatever we just said, use that. Do delusional, fun nights with your friends where you're just like looking into the compatibility of your idols and you can like find the compatibility with your real life soulmate, not your fictional delusional soulmate. Because then you can like, you're getting, tra- you're like training yourself to find certain traits in certain people that you know you'll work well with. So yeah, do these MBTI tests, do these Enneagram tests, do the K-pop dating games. They're so much fun. fun. Which like, Honestly, let's talk a little bit more about those dating games in general, since we are talking about delusionally dating idols. Those are amazing. They have the FMK games, and we play those all the time. They're so fun. We get very hung up. We will, like, pause and ponder. Oh, and make a whole storyline out yeah. of everything that's happening. Yeah. And I'm like, if we refuse to choose K, we're like, okay, we're, like, befriending them, or our they're going to be our neighbor. We do that a lot. We neighbor people a lot. Adopting sometimes. Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to remember other ones. They have the dating ones where you, like, choose a photo. Yeah. Like, on the screen, like, a photo, like, of an aesthetic that you really love. And then, in a few seconds, it'll flip over and tell you, like, who's your... Like, your best friend. Yes, and then, who's your like, best friend. Who did you have this scandal with? Like, who all you have these a crush things. on? Who has a crush on you? Like, all yeah. this, like, whole storyline. It's so much fun. Basically, you get to build, like, a whole pretend life yeah. story around it. They're exciting. And, like, honestly, it's just so wholesome like having these gay nights and it's so much fun and not only are you learning things about yourself and like your compatibility with others and all of this but it's also just so much fun and it doesn't need to be taken seriously no like this episode not serious (laughs) (laughs) reiterating that We're going to take a small break and remind you that if you're enjoying this episode so far, make sure to follow the podcast and turn on notifications to make sure you never miss an upload in the future. And if you'd like to show some love, feel free to give us a rating as well. We'd really appreciate it. Jumping right back into the episode, let's now talk about my Zodiac compatibility. First off, I feel, okay, so first off, all of them had a different Zodiac sign, which is interesting. Yeah. Which honestly, I feel like Pisces gets along really well with a lot of different signs, so mm. it makes sense. But starting off with Sanghwa, he is an Aries. Aries tend to have a lot of independence, and Pisces, specifically me as a Pisces as well, I really value having independence in a relationship, so I think that would be very compatible, like just being very respectful of each other's lives separately and together. But at the same time, it would be a very like sentimental compatibility, like just very fiercely loyal for each other. And again, I feel like these signs in general just have a lot in common, which is funny because I feel like as a person, we would have a lot in common. One thing that I did notice on these websites as we were researching this is they said that Aries can be a little too aggressive for Pisces, but Songhua aggressive? Like aggressive in what way though? 
Because like, like they just mean like very passionate, like that's too aggressive. No, not even passionate. They just tend to be. They're on the opposite sides of the zodiac okay. sign. It's quite literally like Aries is first and Pisces is last. And like the oh. further down the line you get, the more dreamy and like ungrounded from reality you mm. are. So Aries is very grounded. They know what they want. Yeah. They see things very black and white. Pisces is up in the clouds. Well, that makes sense. All sorts of colors. So yeah. Okay. So that's why it can like be kind of hard. But I'm so sorry, y'all. Songhua is really like no. not that well, way. I don't and know. And again, <laughs> I. I mean. Opposites attract, you know, and I feel like anytime there's like opposing sides, it can kind of be very compatible because you balance each other out. Right. And like, again, if we were talking about the specific side, me talking as if I know him personally again, (laughs) but like, I just feel like we're both emotionally caring enough to not Mm -hmm. have issues over this. I feel like it's something you could definitely like figure out. Next, moving on to Miyavi, who is a Virgo. This compatibility would just be very nurturing and caring. But there could kind of be a lack of communication because both tend to be kind of quiet in a way that they like. And again, this is kind of personal because I'm like, I can be quiet sometimes. But honestly, just overall, that kind of adds to like the relaxed and like pure comfortable situation that Virgo and Pisces would have together. They're both water signs. So like, it's just very much like go with the flow. Like think water. Next, we will talk about Yanga, who is a Capricorn. Honestly, this just feels like puzzle pieces fitting perfectly together kind of a thing. Capricorn and Pisces would just love seeing and experiencing the world together, have very common interests, just a very powerful and strong balance, very in tune with each other. But again, kind of like with a Virgo, I feel like there would just be a lot of calmness and like awareness of each other. Keep saying I feel like. Why do I keep saying that? Well, you can't know. Uh, Yeah, that's true. You gotta either think or feel. Because we don't know these people. (laughs) Snaps out a delusion for a second. (laughs) Wait a second. (laughs) Wait a second. (laughs) Next on the list is Xiaojin, who is also a Leo. Leo and Pisces are very complimentary. My mom is a Pisces as well, and my stepdad is a Leo. And so I very much grew up seeing this zodiac sign compatibility, right? And I don't quite know how I feel about it because they are so different. The fact that they are so different though, for some reason, Pisces and Leo have a very strong psychological connection. Mm. Like they just have such a deep connection that people don't understand, which is interesting because I felt like I see that when I see those two interacting as well. But it's just an interesting side of it. A lot of, I guess you could say balance or like difference between Leo's drive and Pisces fluidness. Last but not least, Seiyun, who is a Taurus. I tend to attract a lot of Taurus in my life and my ex was a Taurus, so very similar, similar like situation to mm-hmm. you and your Leo. I don't, I have hard feelings against Taurus because <laughs> of that. And I feel bad, but I feel like every time I get to know like a friend or some sort of romantic partner who is a Taurus, it just like, I feel like we do not work for the yeah. ways that the like Zodiac tends to talk about it. But then I think about it as well, my brother is a Taurus. Yeah. And I'm like, we get along very, very well. So I'm like, okay, is this a matter of like a male versus female Taurus? Mm-hmm. Or like, what's happening here? I don't quite know. So I tried to keep my mind open while I was going through this. <laughs> because Taurus and Pisces have very high compatibility in general. They're known as one of the ones that like work the best together. And that just proves it's very base, like person to person. Exactly. Yeah, like you can't, you cannot take these too seriously, yeah. I feel like. But Taurus and Pisces are known to be very grounding for each other. It's a very stable and secure relationship, which is something that I look for a lot in a relationship. It's also very creative and a lot of like emotional connection, but sometimes it feels like you can get stuck in a rut. And this, I, when I discovered this, I was like, oh, this makes sense as to why some of my past like relationships mm-hmm. with Taurus didn't work. It's because Taurus is very much content and happy to stay exactly where they are content and happy. Whereas like mm-hmm. Pisces are very much like, nope, let's move on. Like next thing, like let's go kind of, and that's very much like me. And that very much felt like my past relationship. So I'm like, yeah. oh, that makes a lot of sense. But again, if you are aware of this and you work with someone about it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a deal breaker. Now jumping right into the MBTI compatibility, starting off with Songhua, he is an ENFJ, which again is half of the time me, question mark. (laughs) (laughs) Those two MBTI compatibilities are just very deep and meaningful connections, a very close and caring relationship, which again, I feel like I've been saying this over and over and over. They have a very similar communication style as well, which is so important to me. And they're very energetic and like storytelling, lots of creative ideas. So I feel like you're able to communicate very easily with each other, just like bouncing off of each other. They also tend to have very similar values and the ENFJ tends to be much more organized and structured than me, which I feel like would be a very good balance. (laughs) Then we move on to my exact MBTI compatibility type ENFP with Miyavi and Xiaojin. Again, just very similar because they're the exact same MBTI. And honestly, I really like that versus opposite. 
which that's what I was about to say is very interesting. Like all of mine were very different Opposite, from me. And yeah. a lot of yours are either exactly you or like very literally similar. one letter off. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, and I feel like, again, that just kind of is based off of what we are personally wanting mm-hmm. in a relationship. Yeah. Like every time you date someone or you're even interested in someone or even a friendship, to be completely honest, you learn something about their personality and how it yeah. works with yours that you can use in the future to find someone mm-hmm. that works even better with you. And so as I have like gone through life and met so many people, I've just learned that I prefer when I have more similarities to someone versus opposing. But again, there's always like a good balance there. Like it's not a bad thing to have opposites. Anyway, ENFP, the conversation between those two MBTIs is very like stimulating and interesting, very like deep conversation Mm -hmm. and theoretical, which I really love those kind of conversations. And they have very much a play first, work later type of energy. So honestly, like the whole like household (laughs) chores thing might become a problem because again, we're the same MBTI. So it's go, 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 have fun. And then kind of forgets about responsibilities. (laughs) So that might be an issue. But like when I'm looking at it with this MBTI, so I'm a little bit biased, right? I like, I get it. I'm right there. I would rather go and have fun. Like that's more valuable to me having those memories together. So anyway, just very creative, very fun compatibility there. And last is INFP, which is Seiyun and Yanga, which again is only one letter off on the introvert and extrovert side. And again, kind of like I said earlier, I'm almost split exactly down the middle between introvert and extrovert. And Mm -hmm. I've explained this to people before. I recharge in the introvert way. I need time Mm -hmm. for myself and like alone to recharge, but I also am very outgoing. I love people. I love going out and doing things. And that's why I think I tend to lean a little bit more on the extrovert side of Mm -hmm. MBTI. Which is just funny because I can see that in you. Mm -hmm. And I would say you're kind of like the extroverted introvert, but more on the extroverted side. Yeah. When I take the MBTI, I'm literally 100% <laughs> introvert. introvert. There's That's not a hilarious. single percent that goes to extrovert. That's crazy. How cool. These tests <laughs> are so much fun. So INFP personality type would want to know me very deeply, which honestly is no problem. I'm very much an open book for the most part. And along with like knowing me deeply, there would also just be a very deep connection there in general. I can talk, 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 like literally talk people's ear off to the point where sometimes I'll catch myself and I'm like, wow, I've been talking for like an hour straight. I'm so sorry. (laughs) And with an INFP, that doesn't really matter because they almost prefer having someone that will talk to them and they just enjoy listening to it. So honestly, that would work really well. It's just funny because I do catch you doing that. Like you'll talk and then at the very end, you're like, okay, well, that was my ramble. You say that a lot. You're like, that was my ramble. Today's ramble. (laughs) Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. With this compatibility as well, there's very little need for like compromises and communication comes very easily. Also, their schedules are both very fluid, which again is very important for me personally. Now, little did you guys know you were going to be getting a huge deep dive learning session on (laughs) Zodiac and MBTI and Enneagram compatibility. But here we are. Hopefully you learned something. And going into our final two compatibility tests. Yeah, this is like the next stage, the final stage. Yeah, the final stage. (laughs) So jumping into Enneagram compatibility, literally all of mine were type seven. Yeah. Majority of seven with six, except Changbin, who's seven with eight. That is so interesting. So interesting because a lot of my people were very similar and well, obviously Enneagram or with like personality or Zodiac, there was a lot of doubles in each. Yeah. And yours didn't have that a lot. Mine were very opposite of me. Yours were kind of similar to you. Right. Very interesting, like what we're kind of drawn to. I feel like we're learning so much about ourselves (laughs) throughout this whole thing. (laughs) Well, and that's kind of even funny because I remember we talked about this in our duality episode where you even have a hard time defining your type. Oh you my said gosh, that. Yeah. And that kind of makes sense because like, not I'm, I'm not saying this is all over the place, but like, you know, the people, the people in there are very like, different. Their yeah. signs and everything, their personalities are very different. Whereas mine is like a very, almost like a strict thing. Like, yeah. this is what I'm here for. That's so, so interesting. Cool. Wow. Look at us learning. I know. I <laughs> feel like I'm learning myself so deeply. Like <laughs> We thought we were being silly and delusional. We're learning today. Oh my gosh. Delulu land so may have some bonus signs. <laughs> So anywho, with the whole type seven, very highly complimentary and feed off each other's energy, where three, mine, focuses on goals, seven brings adventure. Oh, that's a really nice balance. makes a lot of sense for me and like what these people have chosen, like how their energy goes. And apparently the electricity between a three and a seven just turns heads. We walk in the door, everyone looks at us. That's everything. 
and very yin-yang way of doing things where one lacks, the other provides. That's I love a contrast, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> now, this last test is where we go full delusion. Like we said earlier, we do play these like dating games and we will sit there and ponder, like I said. Right. And when we were playing FMK, sometimes I'm like, who? When deciding who I'd marry, I like have to sit there and think for a second because you have good choices. And then I'm like, okay, let me just visualize this like full delusion, acting as if this is a real game, deciding my fate and the rest of my life. Imagine this person here doing the thing. Yeah. Yes. And so I'm like, okay, like let me envision this stuff. And so I kind of put that into this test. And so I think I looked down at yours and you cha- you um, did different ones, right? I did, yeah. Okay, that'll be fun to see. Mm-hmm. So I did imagine holding hands, like walking down a street with someone. And like, I can envision it with everyone, but the people was the highest with like more clear, I guess, like just kind of felt natural was again, I know I'm so sorry you can't visualize. I'll, I'll explain that more <laughs> in a second, but wow, that's like clarity. Yeah, I can't even express because it's, Okay, let me go into it. So Changbin and Juhan were the highest. Like whenever I was thinking about holding hands with, I literally took each boy and was like, okay, let me do you. Okay, next, 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 going down the line. As if I'm walking down the street holding hands with this person. Those felt the most natural and had the most clarity. I could envision it with everyone, but DK was low for some reason. Interesting. Yeah. Like I could see it, but it wasn't like, it didn't feel, not that it didn't feel right. Right. But it felt more comfortable with them. That is so interesting. Okay. Yeah, again, I'll explain more of this in a little bit, but I get it. So your hand-holding, walking scenario, Changbin and Juhan are the ones. Like the highest. Got it. Yes. So yeah, I kind of like did two per scenario. Visual, yeah, for yeah. scenario that were kind of the highest. Now with a coffee date, DK and Matthew felt the most natural for those. And even just kind of like seeing them and their vibe, that kind of makes sense as yeah. well. And maybe that's oh. why I could envision that very easily. And I, I love coffee. Yeah, and a coffee so date AU with like yes. with with yes. Matthew right now with his little blonde hair and Stop. being in that like wooden coffee shop. That would be so cute. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, the whole coffee date thing is very much for me. I never had a coffee date and I'd love one. Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> so Matthew, after so, you, Matthew? um after we act <laughs> come over, let's go for coffee. <laughs> so yeah, those were definitely the highest. And then you're like, okay, like you're out and about. Let's take it home. Like you're in a relationship with this person. What are we doing? If we're just straight up relaxing on the couch. An at-home chill day. Yeah, super mm-hmm. chill, like watching TV on the couch. Very casual. The highest were Changbin and Johnny. Ooh. And I think because, I mean, we kind of said that like Johnny was like perfect boyfriend material. Like really just to a T, like yeah. what you envision. And so I feel like that kind of makes sense a lot for him. Yeah. And Changbin, I'm just so in love with him. And he's delusionally he's, making it perfect. <laughs> yeah. He's just a very cozy, cuddly, like he is. soft person. So I feel like that's also why that kind of played a lot there. And that freaking video that is going around like crazy still because everyone's freaking out about it. Him just like sitting on the couch oh, with his soft hair, no so makeup, cute. glasses, shorts. Like it, that helped a lot yes. with vis- envisioning this. <laughs> And the last one, this is my go-to test when playing FMK and deciding on a married person, like who I'm marrying. Okay, is I envision walking into the front door and put going to my kitchen and putting away groceries. That's a very normal mundane thing. Okay. But I'm just like... Is it I, like how they would react to you coming in? Like if they would help no, we're, or like no, you're we're, both doing it? Yeah, we just came. Okay. We're both here already. We're both putting the groceries away. Like we just came from the grocery store and we're carrying bags in. We put the bags in. We're like both like putting things away. Okay. I mean, that's like that's a mundane like thing picture. that's necessary though. That happens yeah. all the time. So. And so that's kind of like another go-to for me. And for the highest with this one was Juhan and Ido, which they kind of give a similar vibe they do. to me at least. So it's kind of interesting that they were the two that was highest. Right. I have a question for you. Yeah. So like for these two, I just want mm-hmm. you to explain this visualization a little bit. Like okay. what happens in this scenario with Juhan? I'm just genuinely curious. Like, like what do you mean? Like when you're imagining like putting away the groceries, are they like helping? Like Yeah, like they got like, their own bag. They're doing their own thing, right. like putting stuff away. So like what's away. the difference of it? Is it again just like a clarity that you're I getting? think it's kind of like a clarity. Okay. And like I don't even know what really makes that difference. Because I'm trying okay. to think of like Matthew. I, it's hard for me to envision that. Okay. I don't know why. Interesting. And again, like, there is a, I guess, a little more of an age difference with him. Maybe that's why. 
I like maybe that's kind of coming into play. I really don't know. But these two, I know I said earlier, like DK gives husband material, but these are some of the two that I would say I'm most comfortable with the idea of. Mm-hmm. So, and they, and like whenever I say like comfortable, just I don't, I really don't know how to explain that. I mean, comfortable makes sense, but oh, right. you know, just like a softness, comfortable. And like everything else, like after going through all these other compatibilities, they're big husband material. And so I think that's like why that, that helps a lot. Because I'm like, okay, we're yeah. like here, here. We're like doing things together. Right. Doing normal married couple things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like groceries. I feel like these visualization so, tests are so telling, to be completely honest. Like it's very, yeah. very interesting. So those were just kind of my highest ones. And the, that's what I was envisioning. Now jumping back to my Enneagram compatibility, like we kind of said earlier, they were all very dramatically different. Mine is very high in three different numbers. So again, this makes a lot of sense to be honest, because if I am high in three different numbers, that's three different numbers that could be high compatibility with other numbers. You know what? So like it it just like broadens the playing field, I guess you could say. Anyways, Songwa and I have the same Enneagram if we're going off of the number two, which I think technically was my highest when I took the Mm -hmm. test the last time, but there's a high level of warmth and affection sensitivity, very like friendly vibes, outgoing, high energy, comfortable, etc, etc. With Miyavi, who was a three, that compatibility is very like flirty and proud. It's kind of like an eye turner type of situation when together. And I kind of loved this because I was reading one website where it talked about how my Enneagram type would be kind of like the power behind the throne, but I'm shining the light on number three, like Miyavi. So he's okay. kind of like the face of it. And I'm kind of behind the scenes being like, mm-hmm. look, ding. And I'm like, that would sound such an interesting like idea. I love it. Just kind of an impactful duo, very passionate, like feeding off of each other's high energy, lots of support, encouragement, love the vibes that are happening here. Seyun is a six. It's very like secure and responsible with some of my higher numbers. It's very like domestic, like you share your duties and there's just like a lot of admiration there for each other. It's very grounded and like supporting, especially like when you're looking at the future and very much like free thinkers, which I love that the website like said that because I love that idea. I'm very much like that way I'm a free thinker. And so having someone else with that mindset as well is very, very nice. And they're in that way, they're not like concerned about conventional values. So like, for example, again, this is just like a little piece to get an idea of what that kind of means. Politics. If you have a different idea on politics, this is just so unimportant to this, Mm, like to these Enneagrams, like together, that's just not important to them. So it just never comes up. It's never an issue. And it's definitely like a confidence boost, especially like the six to my Enneagram types. I read somewhere that it's like, you found what your heart has been seeking in a six. And I'm like, Oh, that is really, really cute. The more I went on with this, the more I realized like how much I admire Seyun. And I just think he is the epitome of what I would realistically want in somebody, Mm -hmm. which obviously I have loved him for a while now, like ever since getting into Ace. But I was like, wow, okay, this man is like really (laughs) my type. (laughs) Younga is a nine. It's a very like warm and good natured, easygoing. But there's also a romantic and funny side to it. And honestly, just like a very much kindred spirit type of relationship going on here, which I feel like I've probably said that before in other episodes because I love using that phrase. Mm -hmm. There's just like a softness overall between these Enneagram types, which is very appealing. Xiaojun is a four. Four brings a lot of creativity, laughter, and like honestly a little bit of craziness. (laughs) They balance with the two side of the Enneagram though. And because of all their, like this high energy, there's just like a lot of intrigue between these Enneagram types and it's very entertaining. But along with this excitement and fun, there's also a lot of sophistication and like elitism, which I found very, very cool. I'm like, it's very like, kind of like how I was saying very at the very beginning, almost like influencer couple, as weird as that sounds, like it very much fits that. So I was like, wow, okay. (laughs) There's also a lot of like soulmate-esque type of compatibility here. And again, I know that was a lot. There was so much for me to go into since I had three different like high ranking Enneagram types and like going through and all of my contestants had different Enneagrams too. So I had to look up three different compatibilities for every (laughs) contestant. So it was a lot, but let's move on to the visualization test major rip. My brain works very differently because I have aphantasia. It is the inability to visualize. So I could imagine these scenarios with every contestant and they have like different playthroughs. So like my brain doesn't work like yours, for example, Mm -hmm. like with the being able to just like see things and understand it. Mine works kind of like a script or like I have to decide what is happening and like play it through my brain just because I cannot see images. I can still imagine 
Aphantasia is really hard to explain. This is a very big thing. I remember the day that I found out Aphantasia <laughs> that like even existed. I had no idea that people could actually see things. You were so upset. I'm still upset. <laughs> I'm still upset about this. I'm an artist too, which makes no sense. People are like, how do you not visualize, but you like create artwork like that? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't get it either. <laughs> like this is detrimental to me, <laughs> but there's this test that there's like, you can find it online if you type in Aphantasia test and it's like, close your eyes and imagine an apple. And then it's like, okay, now open your eyes and look at these boxes. And it ranges from a very detailed apple to a black screen. And it kind of just mm -hmm. fades almost and like turns into an outline and all these things. And they're like, when you were imagining an apple, what did you see? Like, what did, what did your yeah. mind's eye see? What did you visualize? And my brain saw nothing. It sees nothing. It's black. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, it's the black box. And then one day I was like looking at it and I come to you and I'm like, Brooke, imagine an apple. And I'm like, which one do you see? And you you immediately were like, the very detailed apple but mine was this color and it was sitting on a table and it was like way more detailed than that yeah. you know and i was like wait you actually <laughs> saw an apple and you're like uh yeah and from that point on <laughs> i think i bombarded you with questions for hours yeah i know you're like asking like i don't even, I don't even remember like can i pick things up can i do i'm like yeah like i can pick things up right and i'm like around. have you seen this room before are you like creating it as it moves i'm like you can actually see this mm -hmm. thing you can actually touch this thing like it was just mind-blowing to me because I don't visualize. so, yeah. And I never thought that people could actually see things when they yeah. close their eyes and, like, visualize. So, anyway, this visualization test had to work very differently for me because yeah. I can visualize. Again, if you want to know more about aphantasia, definitely go look it up. It is a huge, long thing that shook my world a lot. And honestly, it's just way too much to get into in one sit-down. But long story short, what I kind of had to do in this scenario was pick a situation and then have them do an action and like think about this action and then how based on their personality that I understand, would they do this action? Like how would mm -hmm. this action play out? Right. Okay. So, so almost like if you're, you say like, I'm going to go walk down the street with this person. You don't just automatically see it and you're like already walking down the street by the time like no. that is said. Right. I have to like decide like, okay, we're going to be walking down the street and we're going to stop and look and pick it, pick a flower or something. Mm -hmm. Like I have to, like, like you have to think decide. about the actions before they yes, happen. I have basically. to decide this is the action that's going to happen. And in this scenario, how would Songhua pick up the flower and what would he do after he picked Seeing up the flower? Seeing that's so interesting. Yeah. So that's how these had to go. So I had to do this test, like different playthroughs through all of my contestants. And honestly, I love them all. I just had to pick the one that I liked the best, basically. Because mm -hmm. again, there's no you images can't, happening like, there. You can't like feel it too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So our first visualization scenario is going to be a date in the park. And now I was kind of thinking about like sitting on a little blanket and like laughing and kind of mm -hmm. like watching things like happening around. And the two that stood out the absolute most for me in this visualization test was Yunga and Miyavi. Young and I would just have so much fun and it would be amazing. And then Miyavi and I just feel like that would be very romantic and very much like we've been married for a million years <laughs> and we're like going on this very normal weekly park date kind of a thing. Like you're sitting at like kind of like you're walking around the park, you're having a picnic. Kind of more picnic-esque. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was, yeah. I just imagine sitting on this hill. Okay, I, I say imagine, I'm not actually saying things. Um, <laughs> this is like a run-on joke for a lot of us now, like people I've told about this aphantasia uh -huh. because I can't visualize, so we'll say the word imagine or like blah, 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 yeah. and it's like just a run-on joke now. But high key, I'm so upset about it, but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so I imagine with like Yanga, we're sitting there and he's like, poking at me and like being like we're laughing like we're like okay. being very playful and very very fun and just like very much happy memories being made there with Miyavi I feel like we're like laying down like just looking at each other and he like is pouring me a glass of wine you know yeah. what I mean so that's, well that also kind of makes sense like age-wise like yeah that's a true. difference you know mm -hmm. the next scenario would just be holding hands in general and Again, I had to make this so specific because it's like, how would this person specifically act in the very simple, like if you were looking down at two <laughs> hands, how would that handhold be? And like, what would, would they be like rubbing your knuckle or like how mm -hmm. natural would it feel? Yeah. Like that kind of a thing. Again, this is so hard for me to explain just because like my brain has to work around it so differently. <laughs> but for holding hands, I definitely think Songhua and Seiyun were the best in this specific scenario. The next scenario I chose was a theme park date. All of these made me so delusional. I quite literally oh. could not land oh, on someone. Oh, I should have thought of that. That's smart. Especially like us being Orlando. Exactly. Yeah. I oh. went through each one of the contestants with like, what kind of things would we do on a theme park date? And I quite literally could not pick someone for this to be the best with. They're all amazing. The last visual test that I threw together here was playing board games. Oh, because I love playing oh, board see, games. Oh, see, I'm... Oh, I I like a board game. Oh, I love board games. I'm 
I get anxiety oh. when I play like little household games like that because I don't even know why. I think it's just like if it's especially if it's a new game, I don't know how to play it. So I all automatically feel anxious about playing, how well I'm gonna play. So that might be a good visualization test of though, like how would that person react? That'd be that'd be a good test though. Like how how are they like reacting to you being nervous about playing a board game? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Who's comforting me in my time of weakness? I personally love playing board games, especially like learning new ones and exploring new ones together. And I'm very not competitive. So Mm -hmm. playing board games is very easy for me because I quite literally don't care who wins. (laughs) So the two that I thought would be the most fun in this scenario and like I would feel the best with in like a relationship aspect, I guess, would be Xiaojun and Songhua. And I think that kind of wraps up our visualization test and our Instagram test and all of our tests. Are we ready to talk about finalists? Yes. So reminder, we're on The Bachelorette. Yes. Yes. I know you forgot, but here we are reminding you. (laughs) And we have run through all of our K-pop idol eligible bachelors. We've put them through all of the compatibility tests we could possibly find. Now my two finalists going in, it was a hard decision. But you have to take all of this into yeah, consideration. Yeah, we're taking everything into consideration. Mine are Changbin and Juhan. Now, when deciding this, there were other people where I might have liked their zodiac sign compatibility more, or I really liked the comfort a lot that came from the personality. Like Ido, I loved that a lot. That just felt right. Or with the zodiac signs, like Aquarius and Gemini's. But what came down to it was mainly like the feeling I would have in a relationship with this person. Like overall, yeah. Overall feeling. And so those are my two finalists. And so now it's time for the final rose to be. Drum roll. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm giving my final rose to no surprise Changbin. Yeah, we saw this one coming. (laughs) Unfortunately, everyone saw this coming. I just can't say no to him. Well, Not like, like he's asking. Well, but... Yeah, but <laughs> Delulu train. Yeah. Uh, well, and like, honestly, there's a reason we are drawn to our ults. Like, yeah. that makes so much sense. And like, going through this compatibility honestly just confirmed it more. And again, mm-hmm. we learned a lot about like, what other personality traits do we work well with? But in the end, your ult's an ult for a reason. Yep. So congrats. Yay, Changbin. Final rose. Goes frame. to you. <laughs> Bomb Goose Flaming Rose? <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> my finalists, I decided to think about this very realistically. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, realistically as in our Delulu land, yes. but very realistically, who would I work the best with? And I decided that since Miyavi's already married, I'm going to make things easier for myself and exclude him. <laughs> <laughs> so my finalists, I ended up with Songhua and Seyung. But in the end, I am giving my final rose to Songhua. Again, big surprise. It's our it's our second ult. So like, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. But like, truly, very realistically, I can just see myself having a very happy like relationship with mm-hmm. someone like him. And of course, I feel like before we can truly end this episode, we have to do honorable mention boyfriends. Now, these are people who didn't make the cut. We don't really have a reason for that. These people just really exude boyfriend material overall for should be anyone because they're that perfect. Yeah, honestly. Mine is Connie from One Us. I'd quite literally secretly leave anyone for him. Yeah, we had a whole discussion about this one night. (laughs) It's like in in the Wendy's drive-thru. We did. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) He is literally everything. And very similarly, I'm going to say, you know, from ATs, they give me the same vibe which yep. is funny because they've literally done a video together like ATs and one us and they had a whole moment of like <laughs> being very similar but anyway you know just the most perfect boyfriend i cannot express that enough so they really deserved an honorable mention in this episode but honestly stay tuned because we'll probably do a whole episode about like boyfriend material idols and mm-hmm. maybe even husband material idols yeah i don't know stay tuned Okay, I think it's time to jump off the Jalulu train, come back to reality. That was a lot of delusion in one sitting. <laughs> All aboard the toxic gossip train. The delusional dating train. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Like, again, it is so out there and so stretched, but like, 
this is what makes K-pop so much fun is being able to like think about these situations. Like we kind of said earlier, it's almost like a fictional yeah. thing, right? Like, Obviously you these are real feel people. Like, like I'm watching Twilight and I had to choose yeah. Team Edward, Team Jacob. Exactly. It's or, the same kind of like fun as yes, that. Yes, or like quite literally The Bachelorette. Like yeah. these people have very much personas on screen. Like mm-hmm. that's it. And again, idols are very much real people and do not forget that when we are into Lululand, right? Yeah. But just for the fun of it, it was a very fun episode. And it's fun to like just think about these things and like play pretend. But on another note, Songhua, if you ever need a wife, I fully, <laughs> fully <laughs> will uh, drop everything right now. <laughs> Before we tune out for today, we just wanted to let you know that we have started doing content over on Patreon. So if you'd like to join us, you can find us at the Lunapod. Over there, you can get exclusive content and participate in our podcast segments, like shouting out your favorite song of the moment, which is what we are going to do before we officially head out for today. It is time for our song of the moment. This week, it is going to be Back For More by TXT featuring Anita. This might be the best collab song to ever release no it really is like i remember i watched it and i'm like you might think i'm crazy but like listen this is maybe so bold of me to say i might be like judging myself in a few months i don't know <laughs> but this is like one of my favorite songs like i know low-key like top k-pop song which like is crazy because like it's in english it's a collab like but, yeah but i can't help it it's it's amazing. so good it's a freaking bop txt is like constantly proving themselves over and over again not that they have to at all but like right but they are <laughs> holy crap so back for more by txt featuring anita definitely definitely check that out i'm telling you it's the song of the summer as always, you can find us on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at The Lunapod, and on Instagram at The Luna Podcast for up-to-date information on episode releases and behind-the-scenes fun. We post all sorts of content, so definitely make sure to follow us and check that out. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Bye! I would quite literally drop everything for any one of these idols. Literally same. <laughs> Like, like, think about Jackson Wing, right? He's like absolute husband. All you would have oh, yeah. to do is nod, and I'm, I'm there. Like, th- no We're words there. need to be said. Done. Do we need to have a husband material episode? I think so. Does that one need to be explicit? I think so. <laughs>